I'm Eliza Barkley, Vox's science, health, and climate editor. This April, our podcasts are teaming up to cover some of the most important issues threatening life on Earth. From sustainability to biodiversity to straight-up cool things about the natural world, we'll focus on our planet and its limits in episodes throughout the month. Tune in to Today Explained, Vox Conversations, The Weeds, Unexplainable, Worldly, Future Perfect, and Vox Quick Hits. Want to listen to all the shows? Find them at vox.com slash earthmonth. Everywhere you look, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are sliding into mainstream life. Companies like Tesla are starting to accept Bitcoin as payment for its cars. The NBA is selling digital trading cards powered by cryptocurrency tech. And just last week, Coinbase, which is a startup that makes buying and selling cryptocurrency easier, just went public, debuting at a valuation of $85 billion. More and more people are using cryptocurrencies and interacting with the tech that makes crypto possible. But there is one downside. Cryptocurrencies use a lot of energy. And as they go more and more mainstream, the downsides can become bigger and bigger. They can make it more difficult to fight climate change. Justine Kalma is a climate reporter at The Verge, and she's helped to answer the question of whether crypto can ever go green. Hey, Justine. Hey, Teddy. Thanks so much for having me. So if you can put a number on it, um, how much energy are cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin using not just in the U.S., but all over the world? Well, the short answer is it's a whole lot. We should look uh, primarily at, at Bitcoin and Ether as, you know, two of the, the largest cryptocurrencies um, and okay. also the most polluting because uh, not not every cryptocurrency is, is the same and, and pollutes the same. But Bitcoin uh, in particular is a, is a big culprit. It's using as much electricity as the entire country of, of Kazakhstan, while Ether tied huh. to the Ethereum blockchain is using as much as as Bulgaria. So, you know, uh, as much energy as, as, as a small country. Okay. As much as Kazakhstan, as much as Bulgaria. How is that possible? Like how can a country's energy usage be equivalent to a cryptocurrency? Right. So, so here's why, and, and also why it's very particular to say Bitcoin and Ether. So, uh, uh-huh. if you are looking at, you know, Bitcoin, for example, it is built on a model called proof of work, which is deliberately energy hungry and energy inefficient. Bitcoin was developed so that uh, transactions could be made without an overseeing sort of institution, you know. So as a result, it needs its own kind of built-in security system. And that's mm. that's proof of work. So basically for a miner to create a new coin and to keep the decentralized ledger secure, they have to solve these really difficult puzzles, which they can't solve without very energy-guzzling computers. And those machines are what's responsible for all of this energy use and then, as a result, carbon dioxide emissions. So if I hear you correctly, it's these miners, right, who are are basically making the cryptocurrency infrastructure work. As part of the mining process, that's what is an expending of energy. Is that right? That's right. And so— 
There's a lot of focus on transactions and the emissions related to a transaction, but the root of it is actually this work of mining new cryptocurrency. It's, you know, the work of adding a new block to the chain, verifying transactions by solving these very difficult puzzles, and then, you know, getting something in return, getting a reward in, in, in coin. Got it. And as crypto becomes more and more popular, you know, as it enters more and more mainstream life, becomes less of the niche, weird tech person thing, does that require more miners and therefore require more energy? Is that how this works? So it's a little bit indirect, but essentially, if this is becoming more popular, if there is more incentive to mine Bitcoin because of, of its 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 value skyrocketing, then yes, mm-hmm. there will be, you know, more miners, more machines, more emissions. Okay. So that's bad for the environment, right? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this, or is it more complicated? Yes and no. So it's it's certainly bad for the environment to rely on these proof of work models like like Bitcoin does. There are arguments that, you know, you could turn to renewable energy, you know, that may solve one problem, but not another, which is that Bitcoin and and other proof of work based cryptocurrencies will always be energy inefficient. And so then you have, you know, these cryptocurrencies eating up renewable energy that could be going towards somewhere else, like, like Mm -hmm. powering our homes. And so it's been said that that's a sort of incomplete solution. Yeah. I mean, is there a way it could be done better or is this just inevitable? There are a couple sort of major solutions that that people have proposed. One is trying to turn to more renewable energy. There was a crypto climate accord that was just launched last week, which is this this effort to try to transition all blockchains over to renewable energy. Um, and again, you know, renewable energy isn't uh, necessarily a, a a silver bullet for this problem. Another potential solution that a lot of uh, experts say would result in greenhouse gas emissions just plummeting overnight would be to move Mm -hmm. to another model that is not proof of work. So the most popular alternative is called proof of stake, which uh, doesn't require people to solve those difficult puzzles using those energy guzzling machines to verify transactions. It's a different sort of security system because in order for someone to uh, to, to verify transactions at a block to the chain and receive a reward, they have to tie up some of their own cryptocurrency. Um, and so that way, the incentive is sort of that if you mess up or you do something fishy or shady, then you'll have some of that currency that you've locked up taken away as, as penalty. Uh, but that really eliminates the the huge emissions associated with mining. Justine, is there a group of environmentalists within crypto who are trying to, to mitigate this or, or work on it? Um, tell me about how people in this community feel about the real issues you're raising. Certainly, there's been a lot of debate on this, you know, within crypto communities, within NFTs. Like I mentioned, there is the Crypto Climate Accord that was uh, launched last week, mm-hmm. which is an attempt to get blockchains onto renewable energy. There is also movement to proof of stake models or other models that aren't that aren't so energy hungry. Ethereum has been pledging to do this for some time, so we'll see if that actually happens. And there are others, you know, smaller. Uh, blockchains that have already moved away from proof of work that were built on proof of stake or other models. And so those are our solutions that people have found. And for individual listeners who care about this issue, what can they do beyond 
maybe not buy cryptocurrencies at all? Um, or what, I mean, what can they do if they care about the environmental impact of this stuff? It's important to understand that not every cryptocurrency is the same. Not every blockchain is built the same. There are uh, blockchains that have just a fraction of the emissions that Bitcoin is responsible for because they're just built to be greener. Um, you know, an example would be uh, the blockchain that uh, NBA Top Shot operates off of. So, so that is not on a proof of work model. And so it, its emissions are, are vastly different. So it's important, I think, to just be well informed about what, you know, what, what kind of cryptocurrency you're interested in and what its carbon footprint is based on the consensus model that it uses, whether that's proof of work or proof of stake or, or another model. Justine Kalma, climate reporter at The Verge, Vox's sister publication. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much.